0: Welcome to the Mile of Golf Podcast, mate. Thanks for joining us down here at Peninsula Kingswood today. How are you?
1: Good. Well, a little bit jet-lagged. We only, uh, me and Rocky, we only flew in last night, so we were a little bit jet-lagged, but awesome place here, and I've been lucky enough to get around in today with you.
0: Well, mate, thanks to uh, your good friends at Callaway for sending you down to join us down here. I was uh, absolutely privilege to get the call up to to host you down here and for me it's been great chatting about something that I've had a little bit of exposure to in your world and that's the world of professional motorcycle racing. As some of my listeners know you know I had a bit of a career in motorcycles myself at a head office level and just from the outside had a little bit of a fun time over the years down at the superbikes and And that's what you're here for. So the World Superbike Championship, when does it kick off?
1: Yeah, so I'm here for the, obviously 2020 World Superbike season starts in Australia next weekend, Phillip Island. Um, So I've changed teams from been at Yamaha for a few years, but I'm joining the Kawasaki team. So I've got a lot of excitement building before the season. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously we're here for for a bit of golf here, a little bit early so we can get a little bit of golfing, which to be honest, I always try and do. All, all around the world where, we, where we're riding, we always try and get there a bit early and, and play a game of golf because it's so different to obviously motorcycle racing. But it's something I really enjoy, and uh, yeah, we try to try to get out as much as we can.
0: It sounds like a pretty good life: yeah. traveling the world, racing motorcycles, and fitting a bit of golf in along the way.
1: Yeah, it, well, it's living the dream, as they say. I'm definitely definitely doing that. Living my dream, anyway. But. Yeah, golf is a funny one. I didn't start playing until I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working with um, a sports psychologist guy who recommended me to try it. And I was always not anti-golf, but mm-hmm. none of my friends played it. Obviously, most of my friends were a bit more action-packed into either sort of two-wheeled motorsport or other you know, other, other stuff like that. So when I first started playing, I wasn't so sure. And then as soon as you get the bug for golf, you know, you hit that, hit that one shot. When you start hitting them, them shots that are... Yeah, Well, still very rarely, but when you do hit that sweet shot, it's, it gets you hooked. So I was uh, yeah, a bit, little bit of an addictive personality and um, just wanted to get better and better. So it's quite funny because Rocky is, um, obviously he's from a completely different profession again with his boxing, but he uh, he was the same as me. I was trying to get him, so long trying to get him to come, come down the driving range or come play golf. And he might not admit it now, but he wasn't having it. He, he didn't want to come and play, but... He's fully got the bug now, and I say he's probably, probably worse than me, he wants to play more than me. So
0: Rocky's sitting here to my left, uh, Rocky, or, or Dave, um, is part of Alex's team that uh, travels around the world with him. Mate. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. welcome. So, uh, as Alex has just said, you come from the professional boxing world, and they've now turned your hand to a little bit of golf? <laughs>
2: so what's I like to try and play golf.
0: Yeah, Every time
1: you ask him, he said, I've only been playing six months, but... <laughs> He's definitely been playing three years, so I don't know what... what... It's more eight months now.
0: (laughs) I've played with a few guys that have only been playing eight months or six months, but uh, you always got to watch out for those guys. Yeah, Yeah, he's
1: a bandit. Well, mate,
0: you weren't a bandit today. Uh, Well, no, you were a bandit. You were (laughs) were a bandit. You had a bad start, but, mate, you came good. Yeah, I think it just took a little while warming up, and then towards the end of the game, I started playing some nice shots. You did. (laughs) And I was very, very impressed with your putting. The, the greens here at Peninsula Kingswood, and you guys, I didn't actually tell you, but the greens here, I think you sort of agree that they're yeah, fairly special.
1: really, really nice, pure greens.
0: The grass, if you're into your grass, uh, that they have here is a strain of grass that actually comes from Augusta. So... And I've been reliably informed by a young chap uh, by the name of Lucas Michelle, who's a friend of the podcast. He's playing at Augusta this year, he's an Australian amateur, won the USA Mid-Am Championship, which qualifies him to play at Augusta this year. He's actually said in preparation for Augusta that he needs to play here more often to putt on those greens. When they're at their best, they're as good as what he experienced when he went to Augusta just recently for some practice. So, You've been putting on putting pretty well on some Augusta white greens. Yeah, I think that was probably my strongest part of the game today. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Is um,
1: that the best greens? Just bring out the bring yeah. out the best in your yeah. hockey. I don't know what else to say.
0: I guess it's like anyway. Once you get warmed up, uh, you know, we were talking earlier on. The best courses start to bring out the best in you, and uh, mate, you you certainly uh, you can certainly hit the ball pretty well. The right? one. So, mate, we'll talk, talk about your professional, there, professional world there for a moment, your ex-champion boxer, ex-champion Common, boxer? Commonwealth, Commonwealth champion, yeah. Commonwealth champion boxer. Transitioned into the world of, yeah, how do we describe you? Personal management, professional management?
2: Um no, it's, um, I'm like Alex's right-hand man, basically. There we go, right. I uh, look after him, make sure he's got everything on mm-hmm. point at the races, just to keep him like a clear mind so he can focus on his racing, so.
0: Beautiful. So on a race weekend, typical race weekend, what does that look like from your world, looking after this young man over here, so he can get out there and go? At, what are we going to get get around at Phillip Island? In? It's top speeds of you crack three hundred down there, then the main straight.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. So you guys are in of kilometers. Course, yeah. So we'll be doing yeah we'll be doing close to close close to three twenty, three twenty five. Um, the cool thing about Phillip Island as well, when you're doing that speed down the start and finish straight, yeah, the, it's you can't see turn one it's completely blind and when you look straight in front it just looks like you're going to go into the ocean into the ocean <laughs> so it's uh, pretty pretty cool and um yeah that's one of the iconic things about philip island but yeah full uh, really really high speeds and on, on a race weekend rocky's in charge of everything from organizing my kit and, and tear off some of my helmet and stuff like that and he makes sure that uh, yeah i know where i need to be for sponsors and, and like he said just Make sure my mind's focused on the job. You know, any, any top sport, whether it's golf or boxing, or you know, me now with motorcycle racing, the as long as the, you can just focus on exactly what you need to focus on, you know, having the right people around you does make a big difference.
0: So you mentioned before that it was uh, you're a sports psychologist that suggested that you mm. get into the game. So what was the reason behind that? What did they, what did they sort of suggest, or why did they I was suggest
1: bit, I was a little bit of an angry kid, really, oh, right. okay. when I was younger, so if you're an angry kid at golf, Obviously, it's a frustrating game because we think we've cracked, not cracked it. But you go down the driving range and you're working on something, and you get on the course and you hit a couple of good shots. You think, yeah, I'm. You expect it every time, sorry. And as soon as you start expecting it, it become can become very frustrating when it doesn't happen. So I think I, I was he was trying to get across that if you can stay calm for you know what four hours around the golf course, then you know it's going to be good preparation for staying calm and uh, away from that. But um, yeah, I just ended up falling in love with it and and trying to be the best I can at playing golf.
0: So, is there anything from a like a mental performance perspective that you know you apply in your world of racing that translates into golf? You know, is there any sort of common if, ground there? Yeah, I think things?
1: that um, what's what's good about golf is that it. Or that well, what I believe in, it, obviously I only play to my level, but I think if you can really. Um, perfect the, the ability to, to play each shot separately for what it is and be able to go through your routine of each shot and not let the last hole, the last shot bother you as much. Mm-hmm. I think that if you had the ability to do that, especially the pro guys that can play all the shots, I think you would obviously, get better results. And I think that's the same in any sport. You know, When it's going well and the putts are going in, or for me, when I'm, you know, if you're winning races or you're, you're fastest in the practice sessions and you're getting your bike set up for the weekend, and it's going really well. Or you know you you birdieing all the holes, or not all the holes, but you're on a birdie run. It's easy to be focused. It's easy to 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 think about your next shot. But when it's not quite going right, it's easy to think about what's not what's not going right. And the more you think about what not you know what's going wrong, the more it goes wrong. So it's the same mindset, I believe, in any any sport. And I think golf's a very good thing to practice because at my level anyway, it goes wrong more than it goes right. So if wrong. you can focus on the positives, what you need to do, you know what you need to do to hit the shot, and if you can go back to that every time, I think it allows you to get around the course in a, a decent score. I think that's something that I've always done as well, even when I started playing golf, I wasn't that good, but I always got around the course probably a little bit better than someone else at my handicap, or where mm-hmm. I should do, because I managed the situation quite well. So yeah. what I've always noticed. Yeah.
0: Rocky, what about you from a, a boxing world perspective? You know, like, I, I don't know boxing at all, man, but you know, I like watching it. Um, I like the athleticism that goes behind boxing. But I see it as an ultimate game of sort of one-on-one strategy with someone else, the opponent. Yeah. Does, does that strategy sort of translate to helping you get around the golf course? You know, every shot's a different sort of... I'm not
2: sure it helps on the golf course. I think it's completely different, completely different mindset. On mm-hmm. a golf course, you need, to be, you need to be a lot more calm. I mm-hmm. suppose it can be the same because you need to be calm and relaxed in the boxing as well. But... Yeah,
1: if you're getting punch on the nose for half an hour on boxing I've learned from speaking to, to, to Rocky about it a lot more and obviously being around him and we met through training physical training away from the boxing gym but we became friends so we spent a lot of time together when he was fighting and when, if you can stay calm when someone's punching you in the face, yeah. you, you've, you've got a good temperament, I think. Because yeah. everyone thinks, oh, fighting, you need to be aggressive and be pumped up. But it's actually the opposite. It's an art to, to not get hit, to, mm-hmm. to keep calm, to have a game plan in, in, in boxing. And I think just being calm in any sport, so having that mentality can, can come across to any sport. So I never really see him get annoyed on the golf, as annoyed as other people on the golf course. Obviously, when you go through the learning phase of golf, yeah. Nearly everyone gets frustrated, but he's been obviously he's been for me anyway. He, he doesn't really get annoyed, and I think that help Does definitely help. Him.
0: That's a, that's a good analogy because yeah, you probably got cop one on the chin yeah, on the first I hole mean, of day, he and then, did and his then his and last came on the yeah. first hole, and yeah. so I kept my call and. Yeah.
2: Managed to pull it
1: together. Yeah, because I was thinking it was going to be a long round people from people that also, first hole, yeah. but you, you did all right after that. No, it was,
0: no, it was <laughs> very good. Oh, well, look, guys, there's it, no mean feat out here at the at the South Course. It, it's it's a tough course, and you know, the, it was a bit breezy today. And yeah, to get around like we did, we we kept ourselves pretty pretty neat. You know, I think you got a I think you caught one on the chin there on the seventeenth hole in that bunker there. That the, the fried egg of all fried eggs of fried eggs.
1: Yeah, see that that's that's. One thing about about golf that that I like because it wasn 't that bad shot, just tw- they just just pulled it slightly and you you 're in the bunker, okay you take the penalty, but obviously we was it was plugged in the bunker, so then it's even and I couldn't get to the ball and you end up with a, with a five just trying to you know from something that wasn 't that big of a mistake yeah. and I like that about golf because yeah. it, you, 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 it's easy most people say, Oh I'm always unlucky, always have a bad bounce always but it's, you can 't think like that so I think, yeah, but does, yeah, does that happen on the track? You know, you
0: might yeah, make happen, a little yeah. bit of a mistake, and then all of a sudden, two people are up the inside of you—you've lost two places—and then you've got to make that back.
1: Yeah, it can—it can happen on the track, and um, obviously, normally, like it was still a mistake for me to pull the ball, or normally if you run a bit wide on the track and, and two guys pass you, still, at, essentially, it's still a mistake that you've made. But he's trying to react and limit the damage the best you can from that mistake, but. I thought this course was was, was great. You know, I've been so fortunate to play lots of courses around the world and um, yeah I I love golf in Australia and, and this was right up there with one of the best we've played.
0: Okay, so let's talk about some of that golf around the world. You mentioned a few <laughs> of the courses there today and I was pretty pretty impressed and pretty blown away by some of them because they're on my bucket list. So what's been your favourite golf experience from all of your travels around the world, going from country to country, racing superbikes at the
1: highest level? Uh, my favourite golfing experience, um, <laughs> it's hard to say, we, we, we have one race um, in a track called Laguna Seca, which is in uh, Monterey, California, um, and obviously from a, not, it, it, there's not many places in the world that are any better than, where, pe- where, where the track is near Pebble Beach, there's Pebble Beach, Spyglass, uh, Monterey mm-hmm. Peninsula, Spanish, spanish bay Bay, uh, spanish bay um so it's it's like a perfect place for a little golf holiday and over the last few years we've always a few of my friends have come over and we've uh we've extended it extended the the work shall we say and and had a few rounds of golf and last year i was lucky um jason bridmore an ex motorcycle racer used to race in the world endurance championships ama american guy who's like me just uh a racer that's a massive, massive fan of golf. Um, he's a really, really good golfer, and we became friends. So we obviously through golf, we were sharing the sharing the passion. And uh, yeah, last year he sort of surprised me. We, we uh, through friends of his, we played Cypress Point, which was a you know you dream to get on and play there. And I think the I think it's the the 16th hole is a par three. It's like a a real long par three. It's two. I think it was 200. 225 yard carry to the front edge, it was guarded by a bunker over the water.
0: Pretty famous hole in golf.
1: Very famous hole in golf. Yeah. And um, yeah, for me, that they, that experience with them guys was, it don't get get much better than that. Yeah. I didn't make it over, so I have, there's no good ending to the story. I was, <laughs> I was definitely put it in the, in the sea, I think. But um, I would say that was a really good experience. But also my favorite course, in terms, because I had a good a good game there, is uh, Spyglass, which is like, sort of in between yep. Cyprus and, and Pebble Beach. But you, for golf, this you know we've had some good good times there. And, and Rocky, when he just started playing, we went. I think you've been playing six months, and yeah, in mean, the
2: first six months of my golf career, um, we played Pebble Beach with a we, caddy. I had a caddy <laughs> as well, and uh, I think I shot all right around there.
1: Ah, oh, not I sure. Remember, about that. I can remember. I know you definitely played. Yeah, I
2: can remember going up on the to the 18th uh, green, and I was in the bunker, and there was quite a few people at the clubhouse watching. And I was walking around, I was just saying in my head, "Please get it out in one. Please get it out in yeah. one." <laughs> and it was quite a long shot away, um, but I got it out in one, and I put it at uh, one putt as well. So I was quite happy with the way I finished there.
1: Just responding to the yeah, pressure so like a yeah. pro, mate. He did love that. Yeah. And actually, my wife was there watching us on the last hole. And uh, she got a great picture of great picture, me. And my, yeah. my brother was there, and Rocky. And uh, you've got it up in your house, aren't you? Real yeah, nice. Of a,
2: canvas, yeah, the famous,
1: uh, the famous last hole at, at Pebble, Beach. Uh, Pebble Beach. Yeah, and and he did well. The got a birdie. Job, yeah.
0: So that's yeah. that's uh, what an experience. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But now, as uh, your lovely wife, uh, Corinne, yeah,
1: yeah, Corinne
0: is. She seen you play all of these courses and had to wait for you. Like she's unfortunately had to wait for us today to finish and then watch us yeah, here.
1: She, <laughs> she, she um, yeah, I don't know. She, deb- she watches more. She watches me play golf as much as she watches me ride. I think, and definitely when we're at, <laughs> when we're at home and I take over the telly because I I watch golf. You know, I watch every, every all the PGA stuff, at the European Tour. I know what's going on and and uh, watching all of it. Really, we I'm a bit of a golf geek, I suppose. Maybe you'd say, but. Um, yeah, I don't think she likes watching the golf but I do so
0: <laughs> who, we, that. who are your favourite golfers? Who do you like to
1: watch? I love to watch Roy McIlroy honestly, you know, the way he hits his driver, so far I don't really miss that much with it and I think he's just very naturally talented at, at golf he, he seems to, always has these points of the rounds where he, he goes missing for a hole or two but if he, if he can straighten that out I think he's for me anyway he's probably the best in the world he's currently number one now but I know that moving yep. it's a bit it's always hard to understand the, the, the yeah. move in, you know the, the golf rankings, but uh, yeah, all them guys, any all the guys are good. I enjoy watching all of them, but I'd say. You know, I do like Rory to uh, to do well, and he plays with a twenty-two on his ball, so that's my racing number as well. Like so. Twenty-two. There you go. He well, it must be an Alex Lowe's
0: fan, I think secretly. There you go. <laughs> well, twenty-two. is half one of my favourite numbers. If you know, if I'm into a little bit of numerology, forty-four is one of my numbers. Oh yeah. Um, so that's half one of my. Yeah, so, it's a no, twenty-two. I can, I can I can align with that. That's good.
1: We we'll like to get both two birdies on the bar threes, so then we get twenty-two, don't we? There don't you don't?
0: go. The cards, nice. Yeah, no, I
1: like it. What
0: about you, Rocky? Who's your favourite
2: golfer, mate? Um, I've not really got a favourite golfer I, I'm like Alex I do enjoy watching it and you like Fleetwood though don't you English like, yeah Fleetwood yeah a lot of the English players are like but yeah I just enjoy watching it and just to make it look so easy <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: we know how hard it is yeah, we, we proved that today
1: yeah, we've, yeah we made it look hard today but
0: yeah so you must have Come across some pretty cool cats out there in the you know sharing that sporting world and playing at the high you know playing golf with some of the guys that play at a high level and they wanted to get something from you from you what you do in a high level so who have you who have you played with who have you had the yeah
1: I've been lucky because um, not far from where my um, wife's from is where Danny Willett's from in 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 Sheffield Um, also Matt Fitzpatrick an English guy he's he's from there there as well so there's the, the manager of Daniel Willet, a guy called Alan Muff, he's a little bit into his bites, His brother's well into his bites. So I've been lucky that they sort of got me hooked up with the guys at, at Callaway in Europe. So they've been looking after me with all the kits. Uh, I certainly look like a professional golfer. <laughs> so I'm very fortunate in, in that way. I um, don't, don't think it quite helps me play like that. But yes, yeah, so I've uh, yeah, played a lot with them. And hopefully... Not next week, but the week after, we're going to Qatar. We've got a race. We have a race in Qatar um, under the lights over there, which is a pretty cool race for us. But the week before, there's the Qatar Masters. So I'm. Uh, looks like I'm going to get to play in the in the pro am before. obviously I don't know who I'm playing with, but get to play in the pro am before before the golf tournament. So obviously, um, that'll be pr- pretty cool. You know, it's uh, like Rocky said. They just make it look so easy, but. Um, I'm determined this year actually to to knuckle down and put a bit more practice in myself and try and try and get down, get the handicap down a bit more.
0: So, what are the areas that you want to knuckle down on? What are you, what are you looking to improve in your golf? We spoke
1: a bit about today on the course, didn't we? Like it's it's the stuff you don't practice in it, the short game. That's yeah. If you can say it's you, if if you can get up and down more often than not from 100 yards, you it's. Not an easy game, but it's an easier game, easy, so yeah. this year I'm going to focus on uh, on that. I did, um, yeah, I need to focus on a bit of chipping and putting, and that's what I think anyway. So that's Then again, I can't really keep it in play off the tee either, so I could do a couple of days working well, it, on that.
0: It must be hard, I reckon it'd be hard, because I know I change clubs a little bit, because I, yeah. you know, I like to try them all. Um, and I know what it's like, you know, today I was using a different driver. You're using a set of higher clubs, and mm. but they're a set of Callaway, so it's yeah. good for Callaway to organise the, the, that we had the Callaways for you here. it Must be hard not playing with your own clubs all the time. So yeah,
1: it's been worse since Callaway started um, since I started helping with Callaway clubs because I went down and went on the on the simulator, got all fitted up for the clubs. So then I got used to playing with them. So yeah. now because they're perfectly made for me, when I go away from that, I think I find it a bit mm. more difficult, but. Um, it, <laughs> You obviously you always like to blame the clubs, don't you? But I've definitely I don't think we of come again. No, I don't think it makes a difference
2: whatsoever with my game,
1: <laughs> what, higher clubs or my clubs. No. I will. But I will say, you know, one of the worst things for me when you are when I am changing clubs a lot is that just visually looking at, for example, the putter. If you, yeah. if, if you visually don't like it, yeah. you do put worse. So obviously there's an element of you need to be confident to, to roll the putts in, but it's it's amazing how you know, the difference that you feel. Like if you're used to using a, a bladed putter and you use a, a bigger one. It's quite a big difference, I think.
0: Can be, absolutely right, 100%. Now, just on the Callaway thing, so I'm, I'm gonna recommend to you that when you go home and you get a time and you get to see speak to the Callaway guys back there in the UK, go and try the new Maverick Pro.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: That will be, I think after watching you for 18 holes, and play and looking at your your, um, your skill level, which is you know above average, I think that iron would mm. suit your game perfectly.
1: I will speak with them and I'll let you know. Let yeah. you know. Let you know how many birdies I'm I'm knocking. New, in. Ma-
0: new Maverick driver and the Maverick Pro. And you leave it with that. You can probably uh, get some more uh, Travis Matthew kit down there. Yeah, We've I, got
1: love, some, got I love some the, nice Travis Matthew kit. Yeah, I love the Travis Travis Matthew kit. So. Even had a nice little Christmas jumper this year, so the wife was happy. I looked, looked nice on Christmas Day. Made a bit of an effort, but I think no, their stuff's great. Yeah. Um,
0: it's a good lifestyle brand. It's uh, really good. Yeah, certainly doing well in here.
1: Let's before we
0: close off. Let's just give everyone a bit of an insight into what it's taken from you professionally to get to the level that you are. So, you know, you, you started riding bikes when? At what age were you when you? Were-
1: so I, I started riding. Um, started riding off-road you know sort of motocross bikes and dirt bikes when i was seven years old and i started competitions at seven and then when i was 13 moved on to tarmac racing uh, onto circuit racing um so I, i've got a twin brother that races as well so you can imagine we had uh, not just the the passion from an early age because it's easy you know to have a hobby or we had the competition which i think helped me a lot yeah. so from from First, you know, we always had a competition with each other. The first to ride a bike without stabilisers, or there's always little challenges along the way that I think made us competitive, which mm-hmm. you know always helps in, in sport. But, um, yeah, then 13 I moved to Tarmac and then obviously went through like the amateur ranks. Um, and then when from like 2010 I've been riding at a professional level in, in England to, to start with, and then in 2013 I managed to win the British Superbike Championship, which was. You know, that we have quite a strong national series, so it was something that I grew up watching. Was the British Championship, and obviously I was fortunate enough to win that, and then move up to World Superbike. Obviously the dream is to be World Superbike champion. I'm not there yet, so I still feel like I'm up every day working hard to improve myself and, and understand where which areas I can improve. And yeah, it's uh, I, I, I've been been lucky, but it's uh, it's been a, a lot of sacrifice to it. It don't feel like a sacrifice because, you know, like we said, I'm, I'm living my dream. If I could have, if I could have, ten years ago, described to you what I wanted to be doing in in the next ten years, it, what I'm doing now is, is what I would have wanted to do. So I'm I'm lucky in that respect. But it's uh, it, we were just speaking before about what television we like to watch, and I said, you know, we, I like to watch any live sport or any sport because. Now, what, understanding what people do at any sport to get to a high level gives me a lot of respect for them because I know what I've put in yep. to get to where I am so whatever it is, even if you don't understand the sport you can have a, a mutual respect for, for the sacrifices and the effort they've obviously had to take to get to that level so yeah, it's um, ongoing let's say I still want to improve a lot more and I've still got big ambitions for the next few years to try and be world champion so and to ta- shoot
0: under par at golf. And to shoot under par. There's two fantastic ambitions. So this year, new team?
1: New team this year. I'm for the Kawasaki World Superbike team. Yep.
0: And big, big factory name in uh, World Superbike, mate. It's yeah, in
1: my world, it's... Uh, yeah, it's They've won the championship the last five seasons with Jonathan Ray. Um, and I'm joining, joining that team as his teammate. So if you could choose any team to ride for, it would be that one. And if you could choose any teammate to have, it would be him. He's arguably the best ever super bike rider. So I've certainly got the tools and I've got a teammate to gauge myself against and I've got good motivation and, and really looking forward to starting and what better place than Australia.
0: Is there good camaraderie in the pits amongst all of the, all of the lads?
1: Yeah, there's, yeah. The, the, do you know what there is? There's, there's the good respect because obviously in, in our in our game you need to have the respect. When you're racing at 300 kilometers an hour with each other you need to know that when it really comes to it, you're going to give each other you know, mm-hmm. enough room. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone wants to be aggressive and try and beat each other, so I'd say there's a lot of respect, but camaraderie and so sort of getting on, not really, you just want to yeah, beat them, right. don't you, really? Yeah, okay. fair enough. Just, just want to get Similar out. Similar yeah. like when you play golf, even when I play golf with my brother or Rocky, it's you know, So sort of fun, but when you, as soon as you put five pounds or five dollars on the line, it gets serious. You, don't want to, you laugh, laugh and joke, but you want to beat them, don't you?
0: I think it was pretty clear, pretty early to me, that you wanted to beat Rocky. Yeah, here and, and you weren't giving him too much. I'm just no. worried
1: because he's improving quite fast. So when <laughs> it actually really becomes a problem for me, I don't think we're going to speak for 18 holes. But <laughs> yeah. we've been playing mind games from the drive to the course. But
0: no. Yeah. So Philip Island, you mentioned before, it's one of your favourite tracks. It's yeah. one, of the, one of the tracks that you like to race. It's out. one of
1: all the riders' favourite tracks. Yeah. It's such a, a really fast track with lots of characters, It's right near the sea, and yeah, it's just a, it's a great track to ride.
0: Well, when my career was in mo- the motorcycle industry, you know, I used to spend, it was more, well, I wouldn't call it work, it was more like a holiday then yeah. staying at Smith Speeds, you know, setting up the bikes there for all of the, the patrons and the punters to come in and have a look at and sit on and, and then hang out with some of the, in the paddock there. It was just an awesome experience. Um, I've been lucky enough to ride around the track a few times in track days and, you know, that was just a part of the world and a part of my life, you know, like living your dream and living your passions one of my passions was motorcycles and probably that's why we've had such a good chat today about that world yeah. and i worked in that industry i remember what it was like for me to ride around Phillip island at you know whatever speed i can't even remember but if we had to take everyone on a on a you know a lap of the track now let's do that yeah okay so a flying la- well a, let's it, go from the start line.
1: yeah we, honestly it's the first thing to really try and understand is it's how it's so much rolling speed and how fast it is at Philip. i even left myself a little note on my email from last year sometimes when i learn something from a race or a racetrack i always write it down in an email to myself and mm-hmm. i can go back and check it and one of the things i looked at on the plane was just trying to remind myself how fast it is because the first few laps it even me obviously someone who's riding bikes pretty much all the time it takes you a couple of laps to to get adjusted to, to that speed so yeah the 6th gear on, on the Superbike down the start and finish straight. like I said, 320 kilometers an hour. And as you come over the hill, you can obviously, the corner opens up in front of you, it's a right-hand corner back to 4th gear, but just before you brake, the front wheel is actually coming off the floor, so you need to be careful that you've got enough contact on the front before you start braking. So the front wheel's getting light as you crest Flat that... Flat out in 6th gear, the as, front wheel gets light. As you light, crest that yeah, hill in the straight. In the straight, yeah. So that's obviously... Hmm. Uh, and nice. That gets your heart rate going to start the lap, which is always nice. So because under
0: power and you're powering on so long, you're travelling so fast that the front wheel gets no light. There's no weight the front. And, the front. Yeah. Yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got to dip it into yeah. back to fourth gear, back down two gears.
1: Down two gears and in, just turn a little bit, right. little bit of, of brake. But there's lack of bowl in turn one, so you carry a lot of speed through turn one. Yep. And in, in, yeah, so fourth gear through turn one, carry the speed through turn one and turn two is third gear. Mm-hmm. So then real, real long corner, slightly off camber, so... Bit of a double apex, on so? Double apex, you're trying to come back, the track drops away from you, so it's really it's hard to get the, the feeling on the bike to, to take the corner, the bike just wants to go straight. And it's off camber there, yeah, it's as, like it, you, as you
0: exit, it's off camber yeah. yeah, it's
1: like you're on a real slippy road in your car, and you turn the wheels, and they, they don't want to turn, it yeah. just wants to go straight. So that's the feeling you get a lot on that corner, and then a corner, turn three, you're back up to... 4th gear and it's one of the, for me anyway, it's one of my favourite corners anywhere in the world because you go in f- full throttle in 4th in gear the, and the rear of the bike starts to slide and you use the rear of the bike sliding to turn the corner mm-hmm. so that's a really fun corner. So that's that little left Not good for the tyre life because the yeah. tyre is smoking a lot around there. So that's called Stoner Corner Stoner now after, after now. Casey. After Casey, yep. I think it was two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then into you've H- in H- Honda, Honda Airpin, so yep. I think it's the second slowest corner, all the way back to first gear for yep. me. So first back to first gear, yeah, all the oh, way geez. back to first, trying to get it to stop into there. Normally, as well, into this corner you've got the wind from the sea, so the bike doesn't want to stop. But so that,
0: that corner for me, visually, when you're watching that, you know that that the boys get three or four wide round. Yeah, there. because
1: it's so wide, the track's yep. so wide on the entry. And to be honest, if you go on the inside of someone and get the bike stopped, there's there's no chance for them to pass you back. So it's a real good place to do a block pass in the race. Yeah. Then on the exit of there, back up to second, and yeah, Siberia is, yeah, that corner is one where, for me anyway, it's always, you can't gain too much time because there's only sort of one line on the entry and it's all about the exit to yep. get the run up through the hayshed. So the corner itself is probably one of the easier corners on the track, but the exit is quite hard because the bike's sliding and wheeling mm-hmm. and the the next run through the hayshed and up over Lukey Heights is, one of the most famous sections of track, I think, with so Philip Island.
0: Come out of Siberia. Out of Siberia, hay- up
1: hay- to fourth gear. Hayshed is a little right a lot, Slight roll of the throttle through the hayshed and back on the gas, but it's a, it's a, you have to change direction so fast before it that it's so. In terms of you know, phys- physically, it's one of the hardest parts of the track because you've got a lot of, you know on the gas, the bike's driving it accelerating really fast up the hill towards the hayshed, but then you have to lift the bike from one side to another, which you, when you've got the throttle on, just doesn't want to do that yeah. at all. So, that's quite a physical section of the track. Then after you've gone over Lukey Heights, you drop right down. It's quite a you know, big it's, it's change in elevation. You, you cannot see it on telly. It's a scary, you have to be, yeah. scary And the rear of the bike wants to come up. That's the slowest corner on the track, all the way back to first gear. Mm. And then from that point, all the way around the last two corners to the start and finish line, you're just building your speed and building momentum all the way, which is one of the reasons why the, it's notoriously quite bad for tire life because the tires just get hotter and hotter and hotter around them last two corners. And, during the race, you have to really control that to to Wait. not obviously damage your tyres too quick and go backwards at the end of the race.
0: Is there still a little bit of a sh- coming out of um, MG and then a short that little shift? A
1: little short shift. Yeah. Go. So first, second, third on the short shift, and then just up to fourth before even before the last corner. So then fifth, sixth down the straight, but just building your speed and trying to, like I say, during the race, um, you're trying to manage the manage the rear tyre and hopefully you've got a bit more grip than the other guys at the end of the race
0: that last corner. Mm. Yeah, so Fast. Fast, knees down, yeah. right, is that, you're pulling fifth then or is that fourth Fourth, fourth
1: through the corner then fifth as you come over onto the start and finish stroke. Insane. Really fast but yeah it, honestly it's a uh, it's such a, a really really enjoyable track to ride I think you know whatever level whatever level you ride a bike at if you if you have a passion for motorcycles you would enjoy riding around Phillip Island. It, it's a beautiful place So, that
0: little lap that you've just taken us on, that's about a minute and how many seconds these days?
1: One minute, one minute thirty. One one minute minute twenty nine, one minute thirty is a good lap time for us. So, you soon get around. Absolutely.
0: So, you've got a race on Saturday, one race? One race Saturday. How how does the weekend go? Practice, qualifying race? Take us through what that is. Yeah, so
1: we have, um, because of the first round of the championship. On Monday and Tuesday next week we have official practice, so we don't normally have that, it's something extra because everybody's getting ready for the new season. And then after that we start a normal race weekend, so Friday practice, Saturday morning we have qualifying, one race Saturday afternoon and then two races on the Sunday. Beautiful. So a short race in the morning on the Sunday and a longer race in the afternoon. So yeah, plenty of action.
0: Mate, it's a great place to be down at Phillip Island. It's just got such a great vibe. Uh, the little village there in cows, and you can all, you can still get a pizza down there at uh, yeah. down the corner there. And there's so many it's photos great. of great motorcycle riders and motorcycle memorabilia all around the place. It's just a really fantastic place to be. Mate, I hope you enjoy your time down there. I hope Thank it's you. a successful week and weekend racing for you. That the championship gets off to a, an awesome start once again. Absolute privilege for me to uh, get the opportunity via your friends at Callaway to yeah. hang out with you here today. Yeah, no Yourself, problem. Rocky. Great to have you along, mate. Yeah. You. Good to hear a little bit about your career in the boxing world. The bandit. I
1: think I'll change the his bandit. name to the bandit. <laughs> Rocky, the bandit. <laughs> the boxing bandit. Yeah.
0: Any time that uh, you feel like you want to have a hit down here, or maybe in Scotland if I'm ever up there. Yeah, exactly. The world. Perfect. Um, I hope to see you again.
1: Yeah. Thank you Stay very much. Stay in touch.
0: Thanks for joining us on the mile of of Golf podcast. No, no problem, Rocky. At all. Thank you, it, guys. If we want to um, follow you along along the way, how do we get how, where do we see you? Yeah, the
1: best place is to, to log on to www.worldsuperbike.com. There's all the information on there to follow yep. it online or, yep. or head on down to Philip Island if you fancy it. Instagram, Instagram, Alex Lowe's 22. So jump on there. Ask me questions about golf as well if you want because more yeah, is cool. happy to talk about that. Rocky, where
0: do we get you,
2: mate? Um, Dave, Rocky Ryan. Oh, next event.
0: Dave, Rocky, Ryan. Beautiful boys. Thanks again. And until next time, thanks for listening to the My Love of Golf podcast, guys. We'll see you again.